are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sembrano. Host of Locked On Rays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You can subscribe to Locked On Rays on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and online at fanstreamsports.com. And when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play Locked On Rays. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Rays. And shoot us an email, LockedOnRays at gmail.com. This episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the app and join Ulysses and I this Saturday, I believe, around 6, 10 p.m. to get in on the action. Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. Well, Ulysses, the Rays are 1-0 on pace for, I, I hate to use this joke, but on pace to win 162 games as Glass now deals Austin Meadows saves the day just like old times back in 2019. A pitcher's duel, no less. Two hours and 44 minutes. As long as we can get every game this season under three hours, I will be a happy, happy man. So, yeah, it would have been nice to see a little bit more offense from the Rays, but it was a quickie, which was uh, enjoyable from my standpoint. Anyway. Does it get old? The cliche is the 162. He's on pace for whatever. Like sometimes I feel like, yeah, it's ridiculous. Can we just stop saying those things? But also he's on pace for 162 home runs. Exactly. I think it's, I think it's a silly thing that we can always say. And it's, it's a, it's a dad joke. We can all get behind. Uh, But no, really let's, let's dissect this. Was that Glasnow's best outing ever? You could make the argument because I went back to the archives, Kevin. And I could only found a handful. And by a handful, I literally mean five times where he pitched six innings and he didn't give up a run. So this is, this is huge. What he did, that, that's, that's great. And then you look back at our other opening day starts, they're nasty. They're not that great, uh, especially for the race lately. So this, what Tyler did, not only was it huge as an opening day start for the race, but in his career, this could be top three, top five uh, outings ever. Incredible. Yeah, six innings of one hit ball, six strikeouts, outdueled Sandy Alcantara. I'll say this, it kind of worked out, I think, for Glasnow and Alcantara that both guys were dealing, that it was a legitimate pitcher's duel because you don't have such a lag time in between the dugout of, oh, there's going to be a long inning. I'm going to be in the dugout for a half an hour. And then your arm tightens up on you, gets a little bit cold. And let's consider this with Tyler Glass. Now he did all of this uh, with, I guess, a sore back, which is why he didn't take a swing while he was at the plate, which brings back the argument of why we need the universal DH. So ridiculous that the Rays and other teams are so concerned about their pitchers. It's like, no, just stay in the box. Don't take a swing. Just see if the guy can throw strikes. If he gets you out on four pitches, so be it. Whatever. We, we, your, your pitching is more important to us than the bat, which, again, that, that is such blasphemy on baseball on every side whatsoever. So but the fact that, yeah, it's ridiculous. It's so stupid. Although, I mean, in a, in a sense, it does get the game. I mean, I, I'm all for getting the game moving along a, bit, a little bit quicker, but let's also, this is competition. This is intensity. This is the highest level of the game. And we're, we're resound to this. I mean, it'd be a little bit more fun if it was like uh, a position player pitching 
in a pitcher hitting like that brings a little bit of injury, but when it's a, an ace pitching against a pitcher that never hits, it's absurd. It's antithetical to, 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 uh, to, to, to what the game is about. You, you talk about competition. How is it competitive to have Sandy Alcantara face glass now? That made, that made no sense. Yes. Okay. The back issue. Sure. Uh-huh. Whatever. It's, it's still not, not, not competitive. And, and, and you saw him just like standing there. Okay. The back issues. Okay. Thanks. Thank you cash for the excuse. Um, I'm not going to say that it's a lie, but it, it, would that have been the same result? If he had a perfect back yesterday, yeah, pretty much, it would have been exactly the same type of of performance, and 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 that you know t- takes it a little bit away from the game. But if if we go back to what you said in, in, in the opening, which was would have liked to see more offense, the offense left a lot to be desired yesterday. I mean, besides the Meadows bomb, which I will dissect a little bit later, but. The bases loaded situation. It, it's 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 kind of like the batter Meinhof syndrome. Are you are you familiar with the batter Meinhof syndrome? No idea what the hell you're talking about. To be honest, I'm <laughs> not. A, look, a, I, I'm a generalist. I'm a full time reporter, but I've I don't know if I've ever heard that term ever. Quite frankly, you you like this, and, and it, because everybody experiences this syndrome, it's it's like a cognitive bias. you know you see something from for the first time and then you see that it has a tendency to like come up in your daily life and so you see it you your brain starts to kind of recognize that thing and so you you start to create a bias that oh it happens all the time but it's just because now your brain is now trained to see this thing as a race fan having seen so much baseball for like you know 15 years or so of this team the bases loaded situation happens every damn season yeah. it's like but but maybe it's a little bit of this butter meinhof syndrome it's that frequency bias that you start to hone in into into these situations and you say that it doesn't work but they had options yesterday did not get through but austin meadows came through and it was very much like that 2019 swing Kevin, it was very nice to see that he actually got clutch and got that big, big home run. Yeah, the uh, team was 0 for 5 with runners in scoring position. I Look, I didn't watch every single minute of the game, duty, work, full-time job calls, but I will say every time I tuned in and I saw your boy, Kevin Kiermaier, at the plate, he had two strikes on him and was swinging and missing at junk. Like he just, you know, runners in score. I think he left, I think by himself, he left four on base and in, in scoring well, position. So that's he was that's kind of, look. I'm, I'm not. It's game one. I'm not going to hammer on Kevin Kiermaier. That that's absurd to just make full generalizations. But I will say I think it could take him a while to heat up, considering he missed some time with the birth of I think his second child, and the fact yeah. that he missed time with the what the hamstring or the oblique and the hip issues, like. I don't think he got a ton of spring training action, which I mean, yeah, batting average, you know, stats throw that all out the window, but you do need reps. I feel like you do need reps, even a guy, yeah. a, a veteran of his presence. Yeah. But you know, maybe, but exactly, but he's a veteran. So maybe you need less reps than the usual, but he wasn't the only one. Well, Willie yeah. Adamas just swinging and missing at just uncompetitive pitches. And, and you, you we're, we're going to have to see how that trends throughout the season. If the K rate, if he's still striking out 33% of the time, that's just not sustainable. So let's keep an eye on those two guys, Kevin Kiermaier and, and Willie Adamas, how they can fare with not only runners in scoring position, but just, just themselves on the, uh, uh, each at bat how competitive are those at bats 
But now let's let's talk about Meadows because he did look like the 2019 uh, uh, Meadows. That bomb had an exit velocity of 107.6 miles an hour. It had a launch degree of 28 degrees. He only did that twice in 2019. Only did that twice. He only had a home run exceeding 107 miles an hour twice, plus the launch angle of 28 degrees. One of those, you will remember, which was one of those big home runs in Toronto in that 500 level at Rogers Center, that was one of them. This was a huge home run for, for, for Austin Meadows last, uh, yesterday. Uh, we could see really good things coming from, from the left fielder here. Yeah, that's, that's a great sign for Austin Meadows. Big for his psyche there. I think he showed bunt at first and then finally decided to swing the bat or got the okay to swing the bat. And, um, and I, and I guess that exit velocity, that launch angle that comes with a supposedly dead end ball, which is a good sign that he still is able to clear the fence by a mile. But I think what really helps him too, and this could be a theme going forward is the fact that he has legitimate protection with Randy Rosarina. Yes. Like uh, whoever was, what was it? Yimmy Garcia that was pitching to Meadows. It's one of those things where I really don't want to have to throw fastballs at Randy Rosarina. I would <laughs> rather take my lumps with Austin Meadows and knowing that he struggled in 2020 and he's still trying right. to get back in the swing of things. And Austin Meadows, again, that, that swing, his look, he, he does not look like 2020. He looks like 2019. And, and that's a big, big thing for him. And, and I certainly could see them. I mean, you know, second in the order, I think that's, that might be a good spot for him as long as he's protected and sandwiched between Randy Rosarina or somebody else there and just get him at bats, get him reps, get him. I, I think that might be a really good spot for him, quite frankly. I honestly really enjoy the one, two, three. I like Sutsugo yeah. at the top. I like Meadows and a Rosarina. I think that's a really good one, two, three. Um, maybe, uh, you know, again, we got to see the K rates on, right. on, on Adamas and, and Kiermaier. But if we can just end this segment, just a gl- glowing start by glass now, really. Yes. What if, if he can just keep, you know, obviously not every game is going to be like that, but that attitude, the, the third pitch, the, the, the slutter, I mean, that was his second most used pitch. And the mm-hmm. great interesting thing about it is that it had a high variance in the speed. I mean, you could see it going at 86 and you saw that pitch going at 90. So, I mean, he, it's the same pitch with a different speed. It's, it's, it can really, he can now become a legit ace, a dominant ace with guys are going to, to stop having to, well, let me just wait for the fastball. Let me just wait for the curveball. Yeah. They can't do that anymore. If he's able to actually use this third pitch as, as he did yesterday. And last thing I'll say about this, his sixth inning might've been the best he looked in his outing yesterday. I mean, it was Verlander-esque. Right. The, 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 as long as the game progressed, he got better and better and better. And that sixth inning, which was his last one, might have been his best. I think B.A. said it, that he realized that that was probably going to be his last inning of the game. So he just kind of emptied out the tank and went mm-hmm. all for broke there. And yeah, uh, regarding the pitch distribution, he threw 41 fastballs, 26 of those sliders, nine curveballs, and one changeup. And again, if you're going to be an ace, you need that legit third pitch. And, and quite frankly, a slider. That's what a lot of the really good right-handed pitchers have out there. So that, that's great for him. Great for Austin Meadows, who, by the way, Meadows had 
a, a pretty loud out to left field. So just making yeah. hard contact too, I think is going to be a big thing for his psyche. And uh, we'll give you a little bit of a kudos here. Uh, yesterday's show, you, I mean, the, the Rays might have listened to this podcast and done a little, hey, Ulysses might be onto something. Brandon Lau and Randy Rosarina jumping on first pitches for base hits against Alcantara. I think first pitch fastballs too, which is like you might have to do that so he doesn't do what he will do to Kevin Kiermeyer and so many others as you get deep into counts. And not to, you know, hunk my own horn, but I did say, how is Glass now going to do with his nerves? If you watch the first inning, his fastball was sailing, like I said, arm side up. He mm-hmm. had to make the adjustment and, and kind of calm himself. And his first two fastballs were completely arm side up and, and out of the strike zone. So he actually was able to to better himself and make the right adjustment. And then he just became a dominant ace yesterday. Yeah. And also, last thing, credit to Austin Meadows for finally getting a run across, for helping the Rays get a run across. So you don't, this could have been a game that, may have gone deep into extras because it didn't look like anybody was really scoring. And that at least saves your bullpen maybe a little bit for games two, game three. You might definitely need it game three with uh, Rich Hill on the bump. So that is something we'll uh, we'll continue to address going forward. Uh, but first, we've got baseball trivia and name that war. We'll get into that after we tell you about one of our good friends, Bet Bet BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Football may be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and NHL are in full swing. Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It is the best way to place your bets, and it's also free to sign up. So head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive that 50% welcome bonus. On your first deposit, bet online, your online sports book experts. And oh, yeah, remember, use that promo code locked on L O C K E D O N. Okay, Ulysses, uh, baseball trivia. My question for you uh, we know that Tyler Glass now made his first opening day start of his career so he's got a while to catch up to these guys for this trivia question i have in front of me a list of active leaders in opening day starts and there are 12 pitchers 12 active pitchers who've made at least five opening day starts in their career what i want you to do is name six of them six of these 12 active players Six of these 12 have made five opening day starts or more, correct? Uh, not quite. So all 12 of these pitchers have made at least five opening day starts. So they, and I need you to name just six of these guys on this list. There might be Are guys they, that have 12, might be guys that have eight, might be right. guys that have six. So at least five. Okay. At yeah, least at five. least five. Okay. And one more question. Are these guys active active or can they be active but on the il uh technically they could be on the il they are they are not retired players cool okay let's start justin verlander uh yes he is tops on the list with 12 zach granke zach granke surprisingly is not on this list strike one 
wow, okay. I look like a fool now, Kevin. Look like It'd be fool. funny. He might have four. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Felix Hernandez. Felix Hernandez, blast from the past. You are correct. He is second on this list with 11. Awesome. Uh, Jacob deGrom. Jacob deGrom, not on this list. Strike two. Max Scherzer. Max Scherzer is on this list with tied for five. I will say as a little bit of a hint, there's several who have five. So that is, uh, I count three so far. Three and two strikes. Gosh. Okay. Well, okay. Let's, let's talk about this. Do the Red Sox have anybody? Er, no, they don't. They suck. Um, Orioles. No, John Means has like two or three at the tops. Um, Blue Jays. Who do the Blue Jays have? Oh, uh, Ryu. Does Ryu have? And again, five? some of these guys may have accumulated opening day starts, you know, half a decade ago, a decade ago, but they're still pitching. You, you might have to think like, Wait. Not necessarily the the dudes of now, but maybe the dudes of five years ago, seven years ago, eight years ago. Clayton Kershaw. Clayton Kershaw is on this list, tied for eighth. So I count that that's four you have. You have Verlander, Felix, Scherzer, and uh, Kershaw. Okay, I'm gonna go with a with a a blast from the past. It was friendly at one point. David Price. David Price is on this list. Five opening day starts, tied with some others with five. One more. I need one more. You're down to two strikes. One more. Okay. Uh, Bieber did not. No, definitely not. He reaches five. The White Sox. Giolito not five. Uh, oh, maybe Chris Sale has five, but he's on the IL, so he would count. Let's roll the dice. Chris Sale. Yeah, Chris Sale. He is, has five. Five opening day starts. Let's so, go. very good. Man, I was a little bit nervous for you at first because you got those two strikes pretty quick. <laughs> that you're going to Kiermaier this thing. No, I, I, I brossoed. I just fought yeah. off the pitches and, and, and got through, man. That's all Brosso I Brosso and Chapman, you, you figured it out. I have faith in you. <laughs> Very good. Uh, the rest of the guys on this list, John Lester, eight. Julio Tehran was six. That would have been a tough one to get. Yeah. yeah. Madison Bumgarner was six. Adam Wainwright with five. And uh, two more. Corey Kluber with five. And Johnny Cueto with five Ooh, so those okay. are the 12 guys so again nice couple sneaky ones in there yes. but you did a very good okay tied into this as part of name that war um you're very familiar with this guy james shields he's got the most opening day starts in race history as i recall so figured why not what is james shields career war Oh, this is a good one. This is a really good one because a lot of Rays fans are Shields people, including myself. But I don't know if I know this by heart, but let's do again some math. I think he debuted in 2007. He probably had his last year in 2017, 2018. So let's make it an 11-year career. He was pretty good from 2008 to 2012, no, 2014. Let's say 2014. 
So if that's good for six seasons, except 2010 sucked badly. So let's say five years of being a really good pitcher. So that's five times four, that's 20 war. And then he has like six seasons of being a two war guy. So that's 12. I'm gonna go with 29. Oh my gosh. You're very, very close. I'm gonna give you another guess. Very close. Just a maybe just a couple notches. Higher or lower? I don't want to give you that hint. Hmm. I'll take okay, your best okay. guess though. Okay, well, you know what? Let's go let's go with a Well, if he didn't wasn't he traded for Tatis basically? So I mean That was in 2016. That that might be his legacy, which is unfortunate. That's unfortunate. A guy of his caliber, great. I know only one-time All-Star, but I mean very, very good pitcher for a very long time. And everybody looks back. Oh, I can't believe you traded James Shields. Right. Or Fernando um, Tatis. Okay. Just because you said very, very good. I'm going to say that that meant that the cut, the notches have to go up. So from 29, I'm going to go with 32. 31.1. 31. Nice. 31.1. 13-year career. Uh, 2,234 strikeouts, 1.272 career whip, career ERA of 4.01, uh, 405 games started, 145 wins. Let's also not forget nice. that he pitched over 200 innings for 10 mm-hmm. years. That's amazing. And sometimes well above 200 yeah. innings, like 220, 240. Even at age 36, he threw over 200 innings. I mean, this is a guy that we, we talk about like a throwback of yeah, 100%. Can you give us 32 starts? Can you give us 200 innings? And James Shields was all, yeah, there were some years where he, you know, maybe slid a little bit. Although that year you mentioned that he, I mean, 2010 was not a good year for him. He got hit like crazy. He bounced yeah. back and had really the maybe best the best season of his career. career. Yeah. Yeah. He was, that was the year he was an all-star. So, yeah. um, very good with that question. Uh, What's funny in looking at this with uh, James Shields is that he went to uh, Hart High School, which is where Tyler Glass now went to high school, and so did Trevor Bauer. So I'm guessing that is a, a baseball factory of sorts in Santa Clarita, California. It's, I guess, the equivalent of like a Jesuit or a Steinbrenner here right. in Tampa, but... <laughs> um, I, I guess, you know, James Shields, as of right now, holds the the, the lead in career war for for pitchers from hard high school all right very good you you killed it on the trivia (laughs) and name that war never lose faith in you with that uh we have been telling you about built bar the best tasting protein bar on the market for a while now built bar is the amazing low calorie low sugar high protein high fiber i said it amazing tasting protein bar with 100 chocolate on all bars so be sure to try some for yourself and go to builtbar.com and check them out on Twitter at bar underscore built. And remember to use that promo code locked15, L O C K E D 15, locked15 to get 15% off your next order. Again, that is locked15 to get 15% off your next order at builtbar to get the best tasting protein bar on the planet. Okay, Ulysses, uh, the rest of this 
series against the Marlins looks like so. Tonight, Ryan Yarbrough is going up against Pablo Lopez. And then Saturday, mm-hmm. Rich Hill going up against, uh, man, I'm, I think I'm going to butcher this name, Eliezer Hernandez, who I think is going to get a Venezuelan bump. But um, so, and then the Rays are off on Sunday. But it's kind of interesting. Um, I mean, Again, I never wish for injuries upon anybody, but the Rays kind of are a little bit lucky or fortunate in a sense that they don't have to see or face Sixto Sanchez because he's dealing with some type of arm or shoulder issue. But, I mean, Pablo Lopez and Hernandez, I mean, those are still tough outs. Like, I could see these games, quite frankly, going either way. Uh, Honestly, uh, for my fantasy league which i do have alcantara and uh, eliezer hernandez um i have those two guys so what i want is the same thing that happened yesterday i want to raise dub (laughs) but (laughs) then to have really good outings so uh, i'll look for that uh, to happen as well yeah these are going to be interesting i mean again we've talked about the marlins rotation uh ad nauseum they're really good they're really young and i think that they can only go up i mean this guy uh, eliezer he had six starts had a 360 in RA, a 1.01 whip. He was only shut down because he got hurt. I mean, yeah. that that's going to be a really interesting game because we also get to see Hill and Archer go tandem. So I'm actually really excited about that Saturday game. Plus, of course, we're going to have locker room right. um, happening at first pitch. So that'll be really fun to, to watch. Obviously, tonight's game, Yarbrough, Pablo Lopez, good matchup. The Ray saw him twice. Pablo, there's Perry. Hey. Yeah, Perry. Perry. Hey, he's here. It's been a while. He waited till opening day. It's been months, I think, since uh, is he? since Perry made his appearance. Well, he's pumped about uh, Yarbrough Pablo going on the mound Yarbrough? tonight. I guess that's the situation there. By the way, uh, I won't ask Perry this. I'll ask you this. Uh, does Yarbrough get six tonight? Does he get six innings? Over under six. I'm going to go with just six. Can, okay. Do I say chalk push? What's what, I guess draw? you could say chalk push. That works. Okay, chalk. Okay, yeah. I'm going six, just like Glass now yesterday. I don't think he'll exceed that. Uh, they were talking about ups and downs. It's so funny how like the excuses for taking out a pitcher yeah. is, is uh, first, you know, it evolves to like, well, you know, the, the pitches, he reached 100. And then once it was uh, they, they took him at 85. It's like, oh, well, it's two times through the order. And, and yesterday we heard B.A. and Dwayne try to justify Cash's pulling him out, which, again, it's, it's opening day. I'm not, I'm not faulting for him, but I'm right. just saying that it's funny. Now, it was a up, up and downs. So, well, it's up and downs, you know, six up and downs. That, that's enough. It's like, <laughs> how, many, how many justifications do we need to have for, hey, that's yeah. not how baseball is played anymore? Uh, James Shields would not be a fan no. of how baseball is played nowadays. 77 pitches. It's really not all that much. Unreal. Again, opening day is still trying to work yourself in and sure, everything, sure, but it's not sure. like Tyler Glass now was in a bunch of high pressure, high stress situations. It was pretty easy Kevin. mowing down through guys. So I feel like he could have, if you wanted to throw him out for another inning, go ahead and do that. But you know, whatever we, we know what the Rays are going. I mean, it's, we know what the Rays MO is at this point. So we might as well just kind of accept it to, to some extent. Although I would like to see Yarbrough go six and a third, just I, come on, let's do it. Let, let's keep <laughs> inching up a little bit. 
Yeah, I would love that. Of, of course, but you know the ups and downs, Kevin. Let's yes, remember the absolutely. ups and downs. Let's remember the the two times going through the order. Let's remember the one hundred pitch counts. Let's remember that it's muggy in Florida in April. Let's remember that Yarbrough's a lefty, and lefties in twenty twenty one, the moon is not aligning yes. really well with Jupiter, and the Excel spreadsheet just tells you that it's not going to be a good combination, buddy. Did uh? There's that. Did yeah? There we go. See, you need to be on Bally Sports. It's no longer Fox Sports, Bally Sports, which sounds like a freaking fitness oh, center, a it gym. Does. It is yeah. unbelievable. I had to get used to the graphics a little bit. Also, I think they need to work on the audio and sound quality. Uh, you know, I think BA was coming in a little bit hot, and the, you know, yes. Trisha Whitaker. There were some ins and outs there, so so definitely some kinks to to figure out. Again, only Did game you? one. Hey, but still, you know, you got some work to do on that front. Did you like the graphics of the balls and strikes and the men on bases and the outs? I thought that it was like, look, you only have this much space, so make it work. And they were like, uh, okay. I was only, I, I was confused. Can... I didn't, I couldn't see it. I, at first. Like it took me a couple innings to realize how many outs are there. It, it yeah. was unwieldy. And then you got a Bally sports logo up in the top right corner. And like, it's, I feel like it's too much. It's, it's a little much. much. It's a little bit much. Yeah. Like again, it's it's a, it's a new rebrand, and you want to be like out there, but get it together. I want to see the strikes and the outs and the pitch count and everything super tiny. I know I sound right now like a total boomer, but whatever, yeah. man. I don't care. Uh, we don't really have time to dive into this, but do want to give a shout out to Dustin Hansen who sent us an email and posed the question: Who we think will have a better comeback year this year? Uh, Austin Meadows or Brandon Lau? That might be uh, that might have to be a question we address later. Uh, TLDR version: I think Austin Meadows. He, he's he's got that contract to play for. Lau Lau's got that contract extension. Lau's got that contract. That's true. Yeah. Bam Bam. He's got the money. He's got That's the, the, the 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 bakery company too with the wife. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, his it's his good. wife is literally the breadwinner. Or the big good winner, however you want to put it. <laughs> yeah, that. it also, it's funny in this email, Dustin says, "Hope all is well," including Little Barker Perry. How did he know that Perry wow. would? That is, man, that is kismet. That's pretty good. If I've ever yeah. seen it, shout out to Dustin. It's he also good. says that uh, watching X-ray Jesus Aguilar was nice. It's always, I mean, it's Dude, always good to you see, see you know former Rays look. Good. He looked in good shape too. He's on that Austin Meadows wow. diet and, and fitness plan, I guess. I've never seen him like that. Like I can tell you that's the Venezuelan diet. It's reduce the arepas to maybe yeah. one, maybe one once a week and, and, and the no beer that Eugenio Suarez was doing. Yeah, there we that, go. that'll get you in shape. He looked great. And he's always such a, an amicable guy. He's always like joking around with the Rays dugout. I really yeah. think that he had a good time in Tampa Bay. I really, th- I really think he, he did. And he likes joking around with, with, with the dugout all the time. So that's really fun. Well, remember he and Guillermo Hernandez were always, or Guillermo Hernandez. Oh my gosh. I can't remember players' names. <laughs> I, I'm thinking about uh, Eliezer Hernandez, uh, Guillermo Heredia and Aguilar would always do some camera work after mm-hmm. a home run or after scoring a run. And that, I mean, it's yeah. like, it's very gift worthy stuff for sure with that. Uh, and then finally, last, last thing, do you want to give a shout out to uh, my former uh, college radio cohort, Josh Appel, who's actually the PA announcer, PA announcer for the Marlins this oh, wow. year. I did not know that till yesterday. So if you hear a guy loud in the background, <laughs> introducing players and up next, what I don't, whatever they do, you kind of reading off a script for, for the game you you know who that's that is. pretty Again, cool yeah that's pretty USF cool. produces some guys from the yeah. college radio ranks you know i also want to give a shout out to the atmosphere and uh 
Lone Depot Park or uh, X. I own Depot. Park. Yeah. yeah, I own. I Lone own. Shark. <laughs> Lone Shark Park. <laughs> That'd be a better name for it. I mean, you are in Miami. Sharks. You know, Florida. Yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah, dude, I, I loved it. It took me back to, to winter league, you know, just that, that atmosphere of, of music, of a party. Baseball is supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be a, a, a damn party. And I think you got that background noise really well done. Speaking of party, uh, locker room, be sure to join us on Saturday at 6, 10 PM. We'll put it out on Twitter, social media, and so forth. All right. Uh, that wraps up this edition of the locked on Rays podcast. Now tell your smart device to play the most recent episodes of the locked on today and locked on MLB prospects podcast. And we'll talk to you next week.